Hey, yo, welcome to a special edition of the Gen X Slacker Show. It is Thor's Day, and we will be remembering the forgotten generation with music, movies, and memorabilia, a little bit of memes and mayhem. And today we are going to start in 1986, then we're going to jump around the timeline to 98, 87, 81, 99, 93, 88, 82, and we will end in 1994 hopefully jumping around the timeline is a little tricky time travel is not an exact science so stick around it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm going to talk about my favorite clip from the cat williams interview from shannon sharp i waited purposefully to see if anybody else would cover it they've been talking about all the things he said about Steve Harvey, and what did he say about Bernie Mac, and what did he say about wearing a dress, and this and that, but nobody covered what I think is the most important topic, and we'll discuss that right after the professor starts the show. I am S.K. Mishra, and I welcome you to the Sharp Career. Slacker, S-L-A-C-K-E-R, Slacker. A slacker is a person who habitually avoids work or lacks work ethic. The term slacker dates back to about 1790 or 1898. In the early to mid 20th century, Sudanese laborers protested their relative powerlessness by working lethargically, a form of protest known as slacking. Slacker became widely used in the 1990s to refer to a subset of apathetic youth who were cynical and uninterested in political or social causes, and as a stereotype for members of Generation X. Coming out of college with a degree doesn't matter. No one can find work. I applied for every single opening in my field, but there's just, there's nothing. Times are hard. You just gonna have to swallow your pride. For Gen Xers, the new reality sees the birth of McJobs, and the death of traditional careers. White-collar workers are hit the hardest this time. The stereotype of the slacker is born. The whole idea of us being pegged as slackers, I think, came out of the fact that we couldn't get jobs. I'd like to change that to somebody who's not doing what's expected of them. Somebody who's trying to live an interesting life, doing what they want to do. And if that takes time to find, so be it. That's kind of what Gen X was. A bunch of us kind of going like, well, maybe there's like a back door in this bitch. All sorts of independent film, independent music, alternative ways of working. But that doesn't make you a slacker. It actually makes you the opposite. I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Can I go now, Mr. Strickland? Show you Gen X Slacker Pride with some Gen X Slacker Show gear. Just follow the bit.ly links in the description below. Get yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie, a bucket hat, or one of those ever-popular stickers. The kids love stickers. Hey, yo, it's me, CD, the Gen X Slacker. Follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter. Just look for Real CD Mac, R E A L S W E D Y M A C, or just the big red X. Or search for Gen X Slacker. 
I'm sure you'll find me. I'm the big red X. Can't be missed if unless you're, you know, not paying attention. All right. I want to talk about Cat Williams. His interview with uh, Shannon Sharp, Club Shay Shay, happened, I think it's been almost like two weeks now. And everybody has gone over it with a fine-tooth comb. And nobody is talking about my favorite clip. And I'm not going to play. I didn't have time to look it up. And do I've been so, so busy, and I do apologize. But my favorite clip is when he talked about going into a town. You pay me $100,000 to come to your town. I'm going to spend $10,000 in your town. It's going to be some little mom-and-pop organization. I love that. That's his tide. That's his 10% to the big guy. Now, why is this important to me? Because... I'm going to steal it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> but before I, let, let, let's take a step back for a second because we got a lot of new viewers. Uh, we're now on Rumble. I started putting season five up on Rumble. So we have a lot of new people to the show who may not be unfamiliar, who may not be, un, who may be unfamiliar, may not be familiar. Okay. I think I got it right there. <laughs> Sorry. My head hurts. With my style and what I'm trying to do, not trying, what I am doing, I call it augmented reality gullibility testing, which is really what it is. Understand that the best lies are mostly true. If they were all lies, they wouldn't be very effective because people would see right through it. That's an obvious lie. Right. There has to be some truth in the lie in order for it to be an effective lie. And I know the the merchants of uh, misinformation must be destroyed. People hate me, but that's why I do it. Right. Comedy is about breaking the rules and pushing boundaries. Right. And calling out the people in power. Punching up. Right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. So when the government starts wanting to limit what I can and can't say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against them. I create things that are mostly true. I take information that I find on the internet and I twist it a little bit and create an augmented reality just to see how many gullible people there are out there who believe me. That's where the comedy is. It's different from most comedy because it's a, a delayed reaction. The comedy is not really about what I'm saying in real time. It's more about the reaction to what I'm saying. And if I can get other people to... It's like starting a rumor about somebody and seeing it take off. Even though the rumor may not be true, it's plausible. It's believable. I'm going to take that 10% rule that cat williams was talking about and i'm going to apply it to my church for those of you who do not know i've got to keep a straight face i've been talking for a while about starting my own religion starting my own church and the the motto of my church the theme to my church is spreading love through laughter right making people happy that's positive energy we do that by making you laugh. And I want to recruit stand-up comics as my priests. I know, sounds weird, 
But listen, follow the logic here, right? Laughter is the best medicine. We've all heard that. And if you've ever played uh, Dungeons and Dragons or any of those uh, kind of fantasy uh, role-playing type of games where you, you, you fight in a small squad of four, right? You got a tank, you got two damage dealers, and you got a healer. The healer is always a cleric or, or a priest, right? So if laughter is the best medicine and healers are clerics or priests, then stand-up comics should be priests. Now, I'm having a hard time selling this because, as I'm sure you all know, the vast majority of stand-up comics nowadays are libtards. And they already have a religion. They worship the government. And they love paying 30, 40, 50% of their income as their tithe to their God, the government. They're always, they love taxes. They're always shouting, pay your fair share, and then shaking their fist at the sky like that old man on The Simpsons. So it's tough. They feel it's their duty to pay that. It's tough to convince them, hey, all you got to do is pay 10% to the church or 10% to the community in which you're performing and you get to keep the rest of it. It's all tax-free because you're now a priest and you belong to my religion. All right? Now, here's the other part that the new people don't realize. <laughs> Joe Rogan is my number one fan. He's been listening to my podcast since episode one of season one. And we have this little back and forth. Occasionally, he will clap back at things that I say, or he will add to things that I say. He did so this past week. It takes a little bit. It's a delayed reaction because Joe likes to bank episodes. He doesn't bank them as much as like Tom Segura and, and Burt Kreischer. Um, they're like a, a month behind. They can't talk about current events because they're playing the, the, the latest two bears in a cave that was recorded like a month ago where Joe is recorded like last week, two weeks max. So he's relatively fresh because he talks about current issues. Well, I was listening to um, his podcast with Ron White and what did he start talking about? Starting our new religion. <laughs> what do you got to do to start a new religion? Jamie, look it up. Oh, well that sounds like a, a question you want want to ask chat gpt and so they're discussing starting a new religion and how ron as a, from now on i'm just going to call him ged ron boomer <sighs> typical boomer attitude they're not gonna let you you just can't be starting up religions just willy-nilly excuse me sir let me i'm not asking permission the Constitution says I have a freedom of religion. I can believe whatever I want. How do you think all these other religions got started? How many different versions of Christianity are there? Really? And how did they start? They all started because one guy said, I don't believe what the church is saying. I'm going to start my own religion and just started his own religion and found a bunch of other people who said, oh, you know what? I like your version better. That's all you got to do. And it's not as hard as you think. You can start a new religion and piggyback it on an existing religion. Let me introduce you to the Unitarian Church. 
of which I am a, a, a pastor, a minister. It's easy. You could do it for free. Very, very easy. And they allow you to create whatever church, whatever belief system you want under the umbrella of the Unitarian Church. Doesn't cost you a dime. Nothing the government can do about it. As far as the organization of the church, right now we are freeform. Similar to, say, QAnon. Or <laughs> similar to, say, the Anonymous Collective. Or Antifa. We're just a bunch of people who believe the same thing, doing our own thing towards the same goal. There's no real organization. Now, the structure is fluid, and that can change over time, but I'm already way ahead of you. You guys are already like, how do we do this? And I've, I'm already in the Unitarian Church. I already have a tax ID for my church. It's easy. You just go to irs.gov, and they'll give you one. Just write down religious organization. Poof. Takes about 30 seconds. It's not that difficult. Now, how much of that was true? How much of that was made up? That's for you to decide. But the fun thing is, if you continue to listen to this podcast, and then you occasionally listen to Joe Rogan, you might too also notice overlapping things. It's a stretch, I know, because it takes a while for us to go back and forth. It's kind of like the old days when we used to write letters and have to stick them in snail mail. <laughs> it's not like texting is today. All right, so that's my bit. <laughs> I'm sure I pissed a lot of people off. I'm sure I lost some people, but I'm gaining people every single day. Good morning. Uh Thanks for jumping on the uh, Gen X train. Uh, every morning I do a Gen X train. I got a big, look at how many people. These are just all the people who started following me yesterday. So we're picking a, about 10, 12 people a day on X, which is good. We're growing. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Welcome to 1986, the number three movie this week, Robert Redford. Meryl Streep, Out of Africa, which dropped from number one last week, right? We got a new number two this week in 1986. One of my favorite movies, great movie, Iron Eagle. And the new number one movie this week in 1986, grossing $8,515,181, The Color Purple. The Color Purple, an American story for the whole world. It's about life, it's about love, it's about us. You will always remember, Mr. Shug. Old Mr. Nettie. Squeak, Sophia, 
and Sealy. You will never forget the color purple. Happy birthday to Gen Xer Dave Attell, one of the greatest stand-up comics working today. Born January 18, 1965, tip of the Gen X spear, best known for the host of Comedy Central's Insomniac with Dave Attell. His first appearance on TV was back in 1988 on VH1's Stand Up Spotlight. He's been around a long, long time, and he deserves a lot more fame, to be honest. Happy birthday, Dave. Keep grinding. Let's take a look at the Hot 100 chart for January 18th, 1986. Dion and Friends, that's what friends are for, takes number one from Lionel Richie. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. Stevie Nicks and Dire Straits both gain a spot and Burning Heart by Survivor enters the top 10 of the Hot 100 January 18, 1986, 38 years ago. On the mainstream rock chart, it is the fourth week at number one for Mike and the Mechanics, Silent Running. Day by day, by the Hooters, jump four notches to number five. We listened to that last week, right? Stevie Nicks and the Dream Academy, Life in a Northern Town, enters the top ten on January 18th, 1986. Can we listen to that, please? Just a little piece. That's all we needed. Thank you. And just that quick, we are in 1998. The number three movie, As Good As It Gets. Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, and Greg Kinnear. Number two movie this week in 1998. Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Minnie Driver, Goodwill Hunting. And the number one movie this week in 1998, again... Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, Titanic grossed $42,626,796 this week in 1998. Listen to me. I've got you. I won't let go. Titanic was called the ship of dreams. And it was. It really was. Give me your hand. 
trust me? I trust you. Open your eyes. I'm flying! Jack! You never know what hand you're gonna get dealt next. to take life as it comes at you. To make each day count. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Happy birthday, Gen Xer, Little John. What? Jonathan H. Smith, born January 17th, 1971, better known by his stage name, Little John, was instrumental in the commercial breakthrough of the hip-hop subgenre, Crunk, in the early 2000s. Happy birthday, Little John. Or Lil, there's no T's in there, Lil John. Taking a look at the Hot 100 for January 17th, 1998. Savage Garden, truly, madly, deeply, takes number one from Elton John. Thank you! My God, we don't have to listen to that stupid song about Princess Die anymore. Make me wanna from Usher climbs two spots and Chumbawamba tub thumping re-enters the top ten of the Hot 100 on January 17th, 1998. If you know, you know. Meanwhile, on the mainstream rock chart, it is the 16th week at number one for Days of the New. Touch, peel, and stand. Wash It Away by Black Lab climbs two spots to the number eight slot. There are no new entries to the top ten, but Metallica, The Unforgiven 2, climbed to number 14. Hopefully it'll get up here quickly and knock Days of the New out. I'm really getting tired of that song. On the alt-rock chart 26 years ago, January 17th, 1998, it is the fourth week at number one for Marcy Playground, Sex and Candy. I smell sex and candy hair. Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, this surely is a dream. Yeah. yeah, Mama, this must be my dream. Given to Fly by Pearl Jam gains two spots. There are no new entries to the top ten, but Fat Boy Slim, going out of my head, did debut at number 40. We're jumping around the timeline very fast. We are now in 1987. 
The number three movie, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Number two movie this week in 1987, classic, Platoon. And the number one movie this week in 1987, how many of you remember this one? Richard Pryor in Critical Condition, grossing $7,331,845 this week in 1987. Empire State Hospital, an institution devoted to saving lives. But tonight, a storm has isolated it, leaving it in the hands of one man. The ER doctor's gonna be here soon. Who can mean the difference between life and death. Dr. Slattery? Dr. Slattery? Yeah, doctor, what's your problem? I don't know, let's go! Let's go heal them suckers! Ah, ah, what the hell is that, man? I don't like the way that sounds. I don't like that one either. Who is this maniac? When the cast is real big, the bone sets harder. No wonder he gets the big bucks. I'm gonna pass myself off as a doctor. I couldn't pass myself off as a lunatic. He's got one night to learn to play doctor. I dropped a heart on the floor! Oh, that's okay. We're working on the spine. For a lifetime in prison to think about it. Right about that. Dr. Slattery, what are you trying to pull around here? Who are you? <laughs> Will somebody please tell me what the hell is going on? the greatest jobs in the world. We can park anywhere we want. <laughs> Richard Pryor is turning every emergency. Not this again. It's an emergency. Take care of it. Into a critical condition. What seems to be the trouble? It hurts all over. All over? Critical condition. Doctor, make it all better. Happy birthday, Gen Xer Kid Rock! Robert James Ritchie, born January 17, 1971, known professionally as Kid Rock, started his music career as a rapper and DJ, releasing his debut album, Grits Sandwiches for Breakfast, back in 1990 on Jive Records. Happy birthday, kid. Meanwhile, on the Hot 100 chart for January 17, 1987, Gregory Abbott, Shake You Down, takes number one from the Bangles. I'm glad you picked up on my telepathy now, baby. You know you did. Well, I want to shake you down. Well, well. I can give you all the loving you need. I'm going to love you. Come on, let me take you down. Oh, baby. At This Moment by Billy Vera and the Beaters jumps four spots to number five. Madonna and Genesis both enter the top ten of the Hot 100 on January 17th, 1987. 37 years ago. On the mainstream rock chart, Pretenders, My Baby takes number one from Eric Clapton. If I could show you Peter Gabriel and Bon Jovi both jump four notches. Don't Need a Gun by Billy Idol enters the top 10 in the mainstream rock chart January 17th, 1987. Hey, Bill and Ted 4 is being written 
According to Alex Winner, courtesy of ScreenCrush.com, there's a link right there. We got that to look forward to. Some memorabilia, some memes and mayhem. Iggy Pop, Kurt and Chris, 1991, photo by Suze Dodd. Thank you, 90s grunge and alternative music. Jarts. Y'all remember Jarts? think they were outlawed sometime in the lawn darts were outlawed at some point. I think the late 80s. Happy birthday, Gen Xer Shaba Ranks. Shaba. Rexton, Ralston, Fernando, Gordon, O.D. Apparently there's a citation needed there. Uh, Born 17 January 1966, better known as Shaba Ranks. Jamaican dance hall musician, Mr. Lava Lava. Happy birthday, Shaba. Oh, there's no uh, no movies for 1981. That's why we're jumping straight, <laughs> straight to the music charts. All right. 43 years ago, January 17th, 1981, the Hot 100. It is the fourth week at number one. For John Lennon, just like starting over. But when I see you, darling, it's like we both are falling in love again. It'll be just like starting over. Starting The chart is frozen all the way one through nine, but we do have a new entry. Da do 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 da 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 by the police enters the top ten of the Hot 100 on January 17th, 1981. We got to, we got just a little bit, just a little da do do do. Memes and mayhem from Secret Nerd Base. Meteorologists call this weather pattern 7-Eleven microwave burrito. It's like hot on the edges and freezing cold in the middle. Sounds about right. And now we are at the very end of the Gen X timeline. Quickly, for the newbies, I'll explain how I define Gen X because it's a little bit different than how everybody else does it. That's just the way I am. I like to do things a little bit different than everybody else. I do not look at when you were born. I look at when you graduated high school because that's the most important part of your life concerning pop culture, music, and, and movies. If you graduated high school in the year 2000 or after, you are a millennial because that's the new millennium. So 1999 is the end of Gen X. A generation to me is 20 years. So we go back to 1979. So I see Gen X as people who graduated between 1979 and 1999. Now for the purists out there who go by what year you were born, they don't like that because that includes 
what is called Generation Jones, which is 1960 to 1964, the tail end of the boomers, which are not really boomers. They're more like Gen X. So I include them, even though other people don't. Now, the number three movie this week in 1999, John Travolta, A Civil Action. Number two movie this week in 1999, excellent movie, Robin Williams, Patch Adams. I'm going to have to watch that again. And the new number one movie this week in 1999, grossing $20,191, Varsity Blues. In America, we have laws. And it's just accepted that as a member of American society, you will live by these laws. In West Canaan, Texas, there is another society which has its own laws. We woke up in the twilight zone. West Canaan, sex and football, it's all there is. <laughs> these players are just running around lawless. Oh, my boy's too much trouble for you. Oh, no, uh-huh. Coach. What the hell are you doing? Changing. Oh, come on. I'm wearing underwear. Does it really bother you? I can handle it. Tell me this insanity's over in a few weeks. Five more games. No more football. No more Kilmer. And if I get into Brown, no more whiskey. Woo! Damn! Come on, keep your shirt on, Billy Bob. It's <laughs> a strip club, man. I'm here to work. This is better than football. This is better than anything. We do things around here my way. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. This game is 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life. The hell <laughs> This is your opportunity for here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. You disobey me, and I will bury you. I know about your scholarship to Brown. Only way we're going back out in the fields without you. Kilmer said, 48 minutes, the next 48 years of our lives. I say we go out there, and we'll leave it all out on the field. We got the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods. Let's be heroes. Happy birthday, Gen Xer, Danny Ash. Danny Ash, sometimes known as Danielle Ash, born January 16th, 1968, is a retired American nude model, former erotic dancer, web developer, and porno actress, who is the founder and former CEO of Danny's Hard Drive. She is the one that took porn and put it on the internet and made it a huge business. She walked so that other people can run. <laughs> Happy birthday, Danny. Taking a look at the Hot 100 chart for January 16th, 1999. Brandy, Have You Ever takes number one from R. Kelly and Celine Dion. Have you ever loved 
No gains this week other than the new entries. Sean Mullins and Eagle Eye Cherry join the top 10. I love both of those songs, Lullaby and Save Tonight. Awesome. Meanwhile, on the mainstream rock chart for January 16th, 1999, it is the eighth week at number one for Metallica's cover of Turn the Page. Here I am. Speaking of porno actresses, one by Creed jumps three spots to number seven. There are no new entries to the top 10, but Godsmack, whatever, did climb to number 15. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see it in the top 10 real soon. On the alt rock chart, 25 years ago, January 16th, 1999, it is the fourth week at number one for Everlast and what it's like. Lenny Kravitz and New Radicals each gain a spot. Celebrity Skin from Hole enters the top 10 of the alt-rock chart January 16th, 1999. There's some memorabilia for you. found a new page on Facebook that I just started following called June Cleaver's Vintage Closet. And they got this shot of the Go-Go's from 1980. And now we are in 1993, the number three movie this week, A Few Good Men. Number two movie this week in 1993, Alive. And returning to number one this week in 1993, grossing $12,357,422, Aladdin. <laughs> And now, esteemed Effendi, we feast, all right. Happy birthday, Gen Xer Jonathan Mangum. Jonathan Mangum, born January 16th, 1971, was a cast member of the variety show The Wayne Brady Show and is the announcer for the game show Let's Make a Deal. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Taking a look at the Hot 100 chart for January 16th, 1993. It is the eighth week at number one for Whitney Houston. I will always love you. 
Saving Forever for You by Shanice gains two spots and Madonna deeper and deeper enters the top 10 of the Hot 100 January 16th, 1993. Meanwhile, on the mainstream rock chart, Def Leppard, Stand Up, Kick Love into Motion repeats at number one. R.E.M. Ignoreland climbs two spots to the number five slot. And Jimmy Olsen's Blues by Spin Doctors enters the top ten. January 16th, 1993. 31 years ago. On the alt-rock chart, one of my favorite bands, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, Not Sleeping Around, takes number one from Peter Gabriel. Jesus Jones, The Devil You Know, debuts at number four, and R.E.M., Man in the Moon, debuts at number eight. Let's listen to that. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me, are you locked in the punch? Andy, are you goofing on Elvis, baby? Are we losing touch? Jumping all the way to 1988, let's take a look at the number three movie this week. Oh, it's Moonstruck, Cher, and Nicolas Cage. Number two movie this week in 1988, formerly number one, Three Men and a Baby. And the new number one movie this week in 1988, Good Morning, Vietnam. Grossing 16 mil, $717,482. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He's entered the demilitarized zone. Good morning, Vietnam! Wow! I Time to rocket from the Delta to the DMZ. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God. It's Mr. Leo. You know, this whole camouflage thing for me doesn't work very well. Why is that? Well, because you go in the jungle, I can't see you. If you're going to fight, clash. That is not what we program here. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You are not funny. <laughs> you're not going to last long here. Boy, do I have a surprise for you. Good morning, Vietnam. In 1965, Adrian Cronauer was sent to do the impossible. I was sent here on very strict orders from a colonel. What the hell's going on here? His mission, to build morale. Where are you from? Off of uh, Cleveland, man. Obviously, Vietnam's not that much of a change for you. His strategy, keep them laughing. If someone is not telling the truth, you say that they are full of... His problem, staying out of trouble. You want to stick to playing normal modes of music. Jim Neighbors, 
Manovani. Percy Faith. Percy Faith, good, yeah! He did a very off-color parody of former VP Nixon. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up an MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. <laughs> Sir, the man is a walking keg of dynamite. He's read unofficial news. <laughs> Ethel Merman jams Russian radar. Hello, I've got a feeling. What's he going to be like in six months? Big dogs landing on my face. What's he going to be like when he's ten times as popular? <laughs> <laughs> What's the weather like out there? It's hot, damn hot, hot and wet. That's nice if you're with a lady, but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle. <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as Airman Adrian Cronauer, the wrong person. Very attractive man, ever saw. Don't think I haven't noticed. In the wrong place. This will not look good on a resume! At the right time. Good morning, Vietnam! What a country. Heat, humidity, terrorism. Still, it's better than New York in the summertime. Happy birthday, Gen Xer. Aaliyah, Aaliyah Dana Hawkton, January 16, 1979 to August 25th, 2001. We lost her way too early. Credited with helping to redefine contemporary R&B, pop, and hip-hop, earning her the nicknames Princess of R&B and Queen of Urban Pop. Happy birthday, Aaliyah. Meanwhile, on the Hot 100 chart for January 16th, 1988, George Harrison, Got My Mind Set On You, takes number one from Whitney Houston. I got my mind set on you. 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 Michael Jackson and NXS both climbed two notches separately, not together. But Tiffany, the Bangles, and Elton John all entered the top 10 of the Hot 100. January 16th, 1988, 36 years ago. On the mainstream rock chart, Pink Floyd, on the turning away, takes number one from Foreigner. No more Just Like Living in Paradise by David Lee Roth debuts at number six. George Harrison and Robbie Robertson both entered the top ten of the mainstream rock chart on January 16th, 1988. There's some memorabilia for you. The Gen X iPod. The Sony Walkman 2. Thank you, Gen X, the group. All right, we finally landed in 1982. This is the end of the show, of well, of this episode. The number three movie this week in 1982, Burt Reynolds' Sharky's Machine. Number two movie this week, excellent movie, Taps. 
And the new number one movie this week in 1982, Paul Newman, Sally Field, Absence of Malice, grossing $5,321,343. Here comes our boy, Michael Colin Gallagher. Are we investigating Gallagher? I want to know every nickel he's got and how he got it. You're talking to a newspaper right now. Do you understand? You can't write this. It's murder. Suspected in the murder of Joey Diaz. Kidnapped. We don't have to say No murder, no body. Presumed murder, then. You're missing six months, you're dead. We have no knowledge the story is false, therefore we're absent malice. The story is true. We may say whatever we like about Mr. Gallagher, and he is powerless to do us harm. You don't want to have anything to do with Mike Gallagher. Even a busted? I'm Michael Gallagher. Story came from. Suppose you picked up this morning's newspaper and your life was a front page headline. Everything they said was accurate, but none of it was true. That stuff in the paper, that's not true. You know that. All I know is, is what you read in the damn newspapers. Mr. Gallagher, this is Megan Carter from the Standard. Don't expect the truth unless you're willing to tell it. I just need you to get to know me fast. You say somebody's guilty, everybody believes you. You say he's innocent, nobody cares. I know how to print what's true, and I know how not to hurt people. I don't know how to do both at the same time, and neither do you. You want to know the truth? Okay, you want to ask me as a person? I'll tell you. You ask me as a reporter? I got no comment. Paul Newman, Sally Field. I'm free every night but Friday. I want Friday. Okay. newspaper and there it is for everybody to see she writes the story that sets him up he writes the book on getting even absence of malice happy birthday gen xer roy jones jr roy lavesta jones jr born january 16th 1969 has held multiple world championships in four weight classes Middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. Happy birthday, Roy Jones Jr. Meanwhile, on the Hot 100 chart for January 16th, 1982, it is the ninth week at number one for Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical. Fat shaming at its finest. Centerfold from the Jay Giles Band jumps three spots to number five. And Juice Newton, the sweetest thing I've ever known, enters the top ten of the Hot 100 on January 16th, 1982. 42 years ago. On the mainstream rock chart, there's Jay Giles again, taking number one from Quarter Flash. Years go by, I'm looking through a blurry magazine. There's my whole angel on the pages in between. My blood runs cold, my memory 
takes me back to playing high school basketball for some reason every time I hear that song. Ozzy Osbourne, The Cars, and Loverboy each gain a spot for those about to rock. We salute you by ACDC enters the top 10 of the mainstream rock chart January 16th, 1982. Memes and Mayhem from Black Adam Schefter <laughs> by Felicia. Aw. Y'all need to check on your Philadelphia Eagles, friends. They are not okay. And that just totally blows my whole theory on uh, Mama Kelsey having the Epstein tapes on on NFL bigwigs trying to finagle her way into getting a, a ring for her other son. So that theory shot all to hell. Who remembers how big a deal the bicentennial was? Remember 1976? Gen X remembers. They also remember that we actually had a popular 80s show on TV with a character named Boner. Oh, my bad. We still got to do 1994. All right, we got one more year. One more one more year to cover. The number three movie this week in 1994, House Party 3. There's Bernie Mac. Number two movie this week in 1994, Dropping down from number one, Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. And the number one movie this week in 1994. Coincidence? Maybe. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Philadelphia. Highline Incorporated is now represented by Wyant, Wheeler, Hellerman, Tetlow, and Brown. And more specifically, Andrew Beckett. Yes! Bravo! Sincerely appreciate your faith in my abilities. Mr. Beckett! <laughs> How are you? What happened to your face? I have AIDS. Oh. I'm seeking representation. You want to sue Wyatt, Wheeler, Hellerman, Tetlow, and Brown? I was diagnosed with AIDS eight months ago during a bout with pneumonia. What's that in your forehead, pal? Uh, Andy, everyone in this room is your friend. I misplaced an important complaint. That's their story. We've been talking it over, your future, that is, and we feel that because we respect you so much, we must be honest with you. Excuse me. Am I being fired? Would you accept a client if you were constantly thinking, I don't want this person to touch me? I have a case. I don't want them to even breathe on me. You don't want it for personal reasons. Thank you. That's correct. I don't. That's very disappointing. Sir, wouldn't you be more comfortable in a research room? No. Would it make you more comfortable? Beckett, how you doing? Counselor. Did you find a lawyer? There's going to be things said at the trial that are going to be hard for you to hear. I want to know everything about his personal life. What deviant groups did he secretly belong to? I didn't raise my kids to sit in the back of the bus. Is Andrew Beckett the kind of lawyer who misplaces crucial documents? An excellent lawyer. Andrew Beckett is dying. You were impressed with Andrew Beckett's work. Andrew Beckett is angry. What 
powerful force has caused him to change his mind. And he wants someone to pay. TriStar Pictures presents... The law's been broken. I just want what is fair, what is right. You remember the law, don't you? A Jonathan Demme picture. So let's talk about what this case is really all about. Did you fire Andrew Beckett because he had AIDS? The general public's hatred, our loathing, our fear. In this courtroom, Mr. Miller, justice is blind to matters of sexual orientation. We don't live in this courtroom, no, do we? Tom Hanks. I love the law. Denzel Washington. Are you gay? Objection! In a story about our lives. Oh, Mom, today's a good day. Our fears. Andy brought AIDS into our offices. And our humanity. I hate this case. Philadelphia. How many lawyers you go to before you call me? Nine. Still hits right in the feels, doesn't it? Happy birthday, Gen Xer Chad Lowe, Charles Davis Lowe, the second, born January 15th, 1968, the younger brother of Rob Lowe. He won an Emmy for his supporting role in Life Goes On as a young man living with HIV. Wow. We're just like going all in on HIV here at the end of the show, I guess. Happy birthday, Chad. Let's take a look at the Hot 100 chart for January 15th, 1994. It is the fourth week at number one for Mariah Carey, Hero. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. And you cast your fears aside and you know you can't Said I Loved You, But I Lied by Michael Bolton jumps three spots to number seven. Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk, joins the top ten of the Hot 100 on January 15th, 1994. Meanwhile, on the mainstream rock chart, it is the seventh week at number one for Pearl Jam, Daughter. Top 10 is still frozen, but Guns N' Roses' cover of Hair of the Dog did climb to number 11, so I'm pretty sure it will be here next week. On the alt-rock chart, 30 years ago, January 15th, 1994, Gin Blossoms, Found Out About You, takes number one from Pearl Jam. The Cure's cover of Purple Haze climbs three spots to number two. Counting Crows and Crowded House both enter the top ten 
the Alt Rock chart, January 15th, 1994. <laughs> For some reason, pansexual was trending uh, the other day, and it was because of this tweet that this person made. I stand with Palestine, not Israel. I stand with Russia, not Ukraine. I stand with China, not Taiwan. If you disagree, you are pansexual. It's like, what? So everybody, of course, had to mock this person, and I jumped on the bandwagon. The smartest generation is Gen X. The coolest generation is Gen X. The sexiest generation is Gen X. And if you disagree, then you are pansexual. The Cure. I don't care if Monday's blue. New order. What? What? The little post uh, Monday show. So I know we're getting to the end because Monday was Blue Monday. Original 306 Truck Club gave me this one. It's no longer Chevy versus Dodge versus Ford or gas versus diesel. It's all of us against that electric shit. Amen, brother. There's some memorabilia from all things Atari and then some the Mork from Ork Egg Ship Radio. That would be a find. If I could find one of those nowadays. Photoshop of Horrors. Sling Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Got me some French fried potatoes. And there it is. Blue Monday. The end of the show, because that was the last show that I did. Thanks for making it this far uh, into the show. I really, really, truly do appreciate it. Some production notes, because we're doing a Thursday show, we're not going to do a Saturday show. We're going to do a Sunday show again, Sunday morning coming down. I've got to go tomorrow and get the oil cooler changed on the Equinox. Apparently, the trip to Texas was a little rough. When I got back and got the oil changed, they said it was leaking oil all underneath it. Luckily, my warranty covers it, so it's not going to cost me anything except for a morning or the time. And then Saturday, I've got to go to the VFW and do the quarterly report for the meeting. And then i got to go to work Saturday afternoon because we had Monday off because of the snowstorm. So to make up for it, they're making us work on Saturday, so that's why we are going to do a Sunday show. Follow me on Twitter, aka X, uh, if you want to just get the daily updates. I post all of the charts every day. Usually it's three charts a day on uh, Mondays uh, or Tuesday. No, Mondays it's two charts, and then Tuesdays is four charts because of the way leap year runs and all of that. Before I go, please. Never forget, take care of yourself first. Love yourself first. Then if you got anything left over, spread that around locally. Friends, family, neighbors, people that you run into who are having a rough go, help them out a little bit. And expect nothing in return. Karma will take care of you. All right? And lastly, I love you because you're just another version of me. I am you. You are me. And that makes us one big family. Talk to you again on Sunday. Bye-bye.